0: Hey y'all, welcome to Spirit Tea Talks Podcast with your spiritual big sis, Sin from Divine Hoops. Join me to spill the hottest spiritual tea about co-creation, Santissima Muerte, readings, healing, and everything else you can think of. I'm here to inspire you and help you tap into your most authentic and divine self. So join me in this walk of life and know that you're not alone in this spiritual awakening. To be in the know or learn more, follow me on Instagram at Divine Hoops I have also resurfaced my apothecary, which has now been officially moved to divinehoops.com. For more insight, longer episodes, and behind the scenes, make sure to join my Patreon. See y'all soon. Hey guys, welcome to the portion where we spill some. for y'all since we are in the middle of the week I will just go ahead and do a quick message for those who may need to hear this and see if this um, resonates with y'all so instead of doing like a week ahead advice I'm just gonna do a small little message uh, that could help us get things started for today's episode so uh, we already have forgiveness and understanding signs and reminders that popped in ready to go and then we also have acceptance i am learning to accept things that i cannot change okay so from what i'm seeing here is that some things are coming to an end some things are finally uh being shown to many of you that this was not all rainbows and butterflies this was something that needed to happen this was something that was probably already in the back of your mind of like what should i do what should i do what spirit is telling you to do what your angels um are telling you to do as well is to you know when things cannot be changed when the outcome of a situation that was probably very painful When we sit there beating ourselves up and wondering what we could have done better, right? Because that's always a thought of like, what could I have done to be better or to change this outcome? You got to really ground yourself and hold yourself To the degree of there was nothing more that you could have done. This wasn't your fault. And you got to forgive yourself. And understand that, that yes, maybe there were some signs that showed for you to make this decision. There were signs probably to show you that you know, maybe this wasn't the best thing to do. Or to keep pursuing this certain situation. But at the same time, this was something that you probably needed. So just coming into that part of maybe grieving a, a goodbye or a person or a situation. Because grieving, it comes in different forms. And now we're in this um, sort of situation where it'll show you that it's time to accept who you are and what you have gone through. It may not be easy but it's definitely something that can be worked on baby steps you know this was something that was very dear to you and you probably hold it hold like held on to it as much as you could there was nothing that you could have done there was nothing that you could have changed this was the path that was destined for you and if you don't have the answers for it right now that's fine like you don't need to beat yourself up and constantly see what you could have done differently for yourself now let's see what you need to surrender along with this message surrender to setting limits it is healthy to set boundaries in relationships practice expressing your needs and remember that no is a complete sentence i love that So if you are in this journey where you had to let go of someone or just a situation that was not beneficial to you, stick to it and don't let anybody else persuade you otherwise. Now I know this was a mini message and hopefully it can help y'all. Now we can go ahead and get started on today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome back or welcome to Spirit Tea talks podcast. I am so ready to make this episode. I know that it's um, kind of unusual that I'm doing sort of like a back-to-back or a little bit more than often. And don't be surprised if I end up doing multiple episodes in a week. I am currently planning on... <laughs> next week's episode along with something else as well so i'm either going to post both of the things that i'm planning for next week on the same week or just push one of them to be preset for two weeks from now do y'all see i i told y'all i just need to take a break and just kind of recharge and come back better than ever I don't really have um, announcements for this episode besides um, the book club. We are having our first meeting uh, this weekend via Zoom for anybody that's interested in joining uh, the book club. We are going to be starting with um, Woman Who Glows in the Dark. That's more of a curandero, curandera book and kind of expressing the roots and everything else. I did start reading it and there was already a trigger in the very beginning. So I know this is going to be great. It's going to help us do a lot of inner work and healing for those who are tapped into the spiritual realm. So we are going to go ahead and meet this weekend. Again, I don't really have many announcements. Probably next week's episode, um, I'll go ahead and finish off what needed to happen uh, for this week. Guys, again, this break that I needed, I am working. full-time for a nonprofit right now and this company is amazing very flexible very great and it's actually given me the time to just be it's great what i do probably in the near future i can talk more about it um, for now that's all <laughs> that y'all may need to know and i did go ahead also put on my story while i was working that if anybody needed to ask me a question to be featured in my episode, which by the way I'm going to be doing this at least three times a week to kind of just put a reminder out there for y'all to ask any questions that you guys would want uh, to be featured in the next episode, or you just want more in depth, whatever the case may be. Since I am not going, since I'm not going live as often. Uh, and I do want to also welcome you guys and give you guys a warm <laughs> virtual embrace and hop you guys on the this podcast because it's Spirit Tea Talks. You know, we spill the hottest tea and we talk about it. And those who were not here from the very beginning know that I came up with the name because I was very much into my, my teas. And whenever I would drink my teas in the morning, I felt spirit constantly like giving me the tea of like what to do, how to go about it and how to move with my day or with the weeks to come with just me, myself. And I felt the need to go ahead and share that with y'all. And eventually um, we did start talking more about personal views, et cetera, et cetera, which we're about to get into. So there was some tea that I received. Before we get into uh the questions that was asked that I picked out of everybody that got the chance to ask, I did go ahead and pick one of those questions to tap in more into it in this episode. And again, uh just bear with me while we get situated and everything else. But I do want to share a message that came through a download, as you may say, because I could not stop thinking about it to the point that obviously I'm here today in the middle of the week to share this message because I felt like it hit me really deep. So maybe it could like it could resonate for others. And I did ask Spirit permission to share this message. And they said yes. Very, 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 very loud. So here it goes. By the way, it's funny because I was writing on top of it. Pause, podcast idea, Spirit Tea Talks time. And then I put next episode. What are the questions to be asked? And then I did put the at names of people that were asking questions and then i finally circled the one that i was like this is the one and then shortly right after there's this paragraph and this is what it says this is spirit talking you're not for everyone when you're spiritually connected and are a practitioner you tend to be more in solitude craving for a village of your own is understandable But you, my loved one, you are like the shaman. Shamans tend to be in deep and hidden places for their village and people travel far and long to be seen by the shaman. Your practice and healing abilities is your anchor, is your village. You are the village. Realize, my child, that you are not like everybody else. The village needs you, and you need them as well. But you are not alone. You're simply living in solitude. What used to excite you was the old version of you. There's no need to try and get that version back. You have ignited, and you have thrived. Search within your soul. We are here to guide you and to keep you company. Now the name when i asked who's who's coming through right now the name that came up was iris and i sat there and i was just like edis iris Mm -hmm. and the first thing i thought about was um your eye the iris of your eye right and then it clicked the greek goddess so because i am not particularly (laughs) known for like the Greek gods and goddesses I looked her up and I was just like okay what is she known for and she's known to be the messenger and I just like had the biggest smile because I'm just like that message was so clear that it makes sense that she came through delivering this powerful message because why is it that I was feeling out of sorts and I've always felt out of sorts I've been very vocal about it in the past of like always feeling like after COVID or during COVID that when I tapped into my spirituality and all of that, I didn't see those around me who were, who were around me before celebrate me or encourage me or really get to know me or ask questions or share, tag, brag about me. So I always felt like, well, man i wish i had a village i wish i had the ability to have that so when this message came through i realized i do have a village the village looks like a lot of shamans a lot of healers a lot of practitioners because those are the people that i talk to the very most those are the people who light candles for me and my baby those are the people that send gifts for my daughter those are the people that ride at dawn quite honestly so if you have ever felt out of place and always felt like you weren't being seen and this is also where i i'm going to connect the dots of if you haven't been feeling that you are not being seen for who you are it could also play a part or maybe a huge part or maybe a small part in what I'm about to say seeking for other people's approval seeking for people to finally see who you are is a great way to prevent you to become who you are supposed to be if you're constantly worried or concerned or having in the back of your mind of like why why isn't my loved ones giving me my flowers why isn't no one around me that is considered to be my village my tribe my blood and in, take interest in what i do or respect what i do why is it that it doesn't really seem like what i want to do they want to do too when you have moments of that questioning like why you know why 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 it does prevent many of us to or all of us to not really step into our true power to be confident because we're going to be constantly worried and trying to prove to those around us who we really are who it is that we're meant to be in this path especially in this spiritual path and this could be from any sort of way that you can take it of embracing who you are in general but i'm really speaking to those who are stepping into or have been in their spiritual journey and probably haven't been all the way true to who you are your weird witchy ways your weird um beautiful vibrant or dark like you know self because you're going to be worried about what others are going to say or think or believe you or not believe you or embrace you or not embrace you and that's going to prevent you from really really finally feeling like you belong it could also stop your intuition from really being fulfilled it'll stop you from a lot of things when you're constantly worried about Well, why aren't they sharing my stuff well why aren't they wanting to come with me to the botanicas or why don't they want to come and like do meditations with me or why don't they ask questions about what i do and how i do it etc and again iris coming in and saying you're like the shaman shamans tend to be in deep and hidden places of their village and people travel far and long to be seen by the shaman and i don't know but i i got of like visuals and i don't know if it was from like movies or shows that i've watched but yeah it's so extremely true when you really think about it the shaman is always in solitude and i appreciate how it was worded of solitude not alone because solitude is being at peace within yourself alone is you know the feeling of just like you're missing something and that gave like a big perspective of like many of us may be healers maybe practitioners shoot maybe if not in that realm just being in this spiritual journey it's a huge it's a huge change and it's also a huge change for others around you and to see who's really there genuinely to be there and who's just there just not pushing you to be better so i really wanted to share that message because I know that many of us and the whole really reasoned and I you know I talked about you know spirit tea talks and me brewing my tea and spirit coming in strong and sharing these messages I didn't have anybody to talk to about this stuff I didn't know who could understand me nobody understood me so I decided to create this platform to ensure that others that are in the same spiritual path or similar to for them not to feel alone either. And I every every entry, every trailer of mine, it's always me saying in this spiritual community, you're not alone. Because it tends to get freaking lonely. Let's be real. It gets to be very, very lonely and you start feeling like you're you're losing yourself. And I've been there. I've I've been there and it's not a great feeling so i don't want anybody to feel like you're crazy or what you're feeling is not valid or you know searching for your tribe for your village and you're just kind of wondering like is it me should i should i not be doing this or like how how much longer until i don't have to feel that like this And i'm here to tell you that you are not alone it's a i don't even want to say a terrible because that's just the first word that came into my mind was terrible but i feel like some of you may be feeling terrible inside but it is a very deep and dark journey when it comes to being spiritually awakened and again, I've talked about it how uh, this new of age um, has made spirituality be this like rainbows and butterflies and pinks and bubbles and roses and meditation. And I've talked about it all of that. Yes, I feel like it. If in my opinion, it does connect to spirituality, but that's because we're really losing our shit. <laughs> we're being dragged. Our inner child, our inner teenager, our even our adulthood. Like it's going through very, very real and deep, deep emotions and, you know, seeing the mistakes and the patterns and seeing the hurt, seeing the abuse, everything that we had gone through that yes, rainbows and butterflies, pinks and bubbles, bubble baths, um, meditation is what helps us not lose our mind is what helps, um, helps us not lose the sense of being humans because what we're doing essentially is all that shadow work is helping our soul and rewiring our brain and staying grounded with our body and it does become very difficult at times to see the light I've been there now i have completely i mean completely it was like a 180 this past two weeks and i don't want to make it sound very cliche or like oh my god but after my birthday i've seriously felt this huge change and this huge shift even yesterday i was reflecting and i was just like man i should have just not done anything for my birthday i should have just sat in solitude and done and done something more more private because then i started looking back and i started seeing that like i orchestrate i i orchestrate can't even say the word i basically rearranged my whole birthday on my own nobody's help nobody planned it nobody brought me cake nobody you know said don't worry i got it and i started feeling again that like little bit of sadness and the thing that gave me hope was that like well my best friend from cali she sent me a cake and that was what i got you know so there there was just small things that i started to realize like i am not really being appreciated the way that i should be appreciated and now now that i'm saying that that's okay but now i know now i can keep my distance now i can change some things up and then shortly after like my birthday celebration it's like i tapped in into I tapped in into other practitioners, other people, other devotees. Like just like magnet. I I don't know what that was about how even because I took a step back from social media, but I was really introduced to this this like little random group of people that we just kind of, you know, we we connected. And now I'm like embracing and seeing this 180 of like even being a, a devotee of Santissima Muerte and how I practiced in the past or my mindset in the past was not. I don't want to say it was wrong, but it was definitely I was being misguided in many aspects, although I am grateful for those who helped me in the beginning, but now I am seeing things for what they really are and what it really is. And like I've mentioned before, if I'm ever wrong or if I've given you guys any misinformation, I will own up to it and I will let y'all know what it was and how I personally see it now. With that being said, I will get into the question now okay so let's go ahead and get started because this is in connection to Santa Muerte okay so the question that I ended up going with was from Sherry so hi Sherry thank you so much for submitting this question she said hi hun. I figured it would be too much for the box the box that I put on my story by the way She says, I'm an ex-Christian and a devotee of Santissima Muerte. I've had to unlock a lot of religious trauma and baggage throughout my relationship with her. That can come with a lot of shame, projection, and other negative aspects. Would it be possible to touch on having patience and compassion with oneself while forming and maintaining a relationship with her? I know Logically, that she has compassion and grace for me in this aspect but it can be difficult to believe and accept that she does hope I'm making sense and my love you made so much sense and I think it's so beautifully well asked that I had to talk about this because and previous um, episodes, I did sort of touched the subject of religious trauma. And I really wanted to get deep into what they may look like and how to go about it. Now, the patience and being not only compassionate with yourself but also understanding of that religious trauma it becomes very like difficult at times to really really grasp the idea of like what is happening for myself and what I can Advice you Sherry or anybody else that could be experiencing this is that I even put in my practice my Catholic ways because I grew up Catholic and it's been very difficult for myself even to take a bigger look of what That religious trauma has done. To the point that. Even now. I'm slowly. Slowly. Getting out of that. The Catholic ways. What I mean by this. I talked about it before. I believe that. I. Was still. My first year of becoming a devotee of Santa Muerte, I was not doing the Our Fathers. I was not invoking her with, you know, Dios. I was not doing it in that Catholic base. I was doing it more so with, you know, elements, with earth, with spiritual, like just spiritual things around me, spiritual energy. And it's worked just fine. And again, I came across somebody that was or is i would not want to say was is catholic and is catholic based with working with santa muerte so i felt kind of comfortable with like just doing the religious ways you know the our fathers the embracing of it all and thinking that was the right way to do it and what i mean doing it is i mean being a devotee of santa muerte as of recently i've come again with with in touch with these beautiful people who i listen to who i love watching who i love supporting because it just makes more sense to me it feels more freely and i think that's where the religious trauma comes into play when you start doing things in a Free form, you kind of feel that guilt of like, oh man, like, am I going to be punished? Is something bad going to happen to me because I'm not doing it this exact way? And I know that a lot of us who grew up in, you know, in a Christian home, in a Catholic home, it was always like, si no haces caso. Dios no you have to repent and see if you are forgiven this religious trauma runs deeper than than i don't know what because it, it runs deeper than just being a devotee of santa muerte because it's also your everyday life if you really think about it it's it's way bigger you may be doing it unconsciously or subconsciously, I should say, not unconsciously, I hope you're conscious, <laughs> but subconsciously, of like, you know, for example, like, stay with that man because you got to do right by your family, because that's the right thing to do, supposedly, right? And a lot of that comes from the old ways of like, you stick by your man no matter what. The wife, stuck around even if she was being beat cheated on mistreated that was just the way to go because if you got divorced you were going to hell and i to me it just never made sense but still carrying that that hurt that guilt and i completely understand where sherry is coming from because i'm slowly pulling myself away And this is where I was saying that, like, seeking for people's validation is what's going to hold you back from being who you're meant to be. And this is where that comes into play. When you start being confident and not only in your practice, and it's not to say that you may not be confident in being a devotee or confident in Santa Muerte, but it's really... Inside, It's it's really rooted deep down when you think about it. Because once you set yourself free, and this can look very different to many people depending on how you were brought up and the shadow work that you might have already been doing. For myself, like I said, I've been slowly getting away from the Catholic ways with working with Santa Muerte. Because I was really getting back into that. Of like working more in a Catholic matter. And then all of a sudden I got this job. It was a change of career. It was a change of a mindset. And everything was at a halt. For a reason. And I'm seeing it for a reason now. And this is not to say that I'm not going to work with other saints. Because I do believe that those saints also have a dark energy to them that I could probably feel more comfortable working with, not just this beautiful light that, you know, was being perceived in the church. That's no here or there, though. So I stopped doing, like, the Our Fathers. I started with, yeah, just being more comfortable. And even now it still like makes me like oof but I have seen the power of the way that I do things because I'm I'm comfortable, I'm confident and what I'm saying and how I'm speaking to her that because I'm giving myself that grace, she's seeing that work as well and giving me even more more peace of mind. And you and you guys got to know and um be reminded at least that Santa Muerte is the most understandable spirit there is. The most embraceful, the most motherly, loving, forgiving, beautiful like just spirit beautiful energy that she is because she she understands and it runs so much deeper than you know questioning like whether or not like does she understand like can she be mindful that i am trying because she is and like i have mentioned before in the past it's different if you are using her for your own gang for your own benefit you're using her name but you're not praying to her you're trying to get your money by using her name but you are not dedicated or showing respect at least you know it's different i believe and in my opinion when you ask Would it be possible to touch on having patience and compassion with oneself while forming and maintaining a relationship with her? That's the key. That not only is your relationship with Santa Muerte about to become deeper because you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You're seeking this guidance from her of like, hey, I'm carrying this religious trauma this religious pain and hurt and i no longer want to be associated with that and i just need your help in doing so and helping me heal from it and sitting there with her and letting her guide you into what you need to do but really listening to what she has to say and the messages and the signs that are going to start presenting to you again this is going to look very different to everybody else because of our background but we can all relate not all i don't want to say all but many of us can relate to that guilt and shame because it it comes you know it's a lot of things that we got to relearn and know that like it is everything is going to be okay it's just sitting there with like let's take a deep breath for myself uh, personally when I catch myself being um, not so kind to what I'm feeling or what I'm going through I just stand over the altar I stand over the altar um, I don't want to say like over the altar like me trying to maintain like alpha energy i'm saying more so of like resting myself like on the altar like putting my arms and just like trying to calm down light some incense and you know what i think the hardest thing right now for many of us is that we got to we have to teach ourselves how to calm down and how to really be gentle with ourselves because maybe in our childhood that wasn't what it looked like you know it was always like do it my way or no way at all so it becomes very difficult for us to even regulate our own emotions when we start to be very hard on ourselves and this takes practice I'm not going to say that if you're not kind to yourself that you're doing it wrong but it, it does take practice of just like being mindful and taking those baby steps when it comes to forming your relationship with her while you're going through something difficult even if you just don't know what to do or how to go about it if you aren't unable to attend to your altar if you are just all out of whack please know that like she understands and especially if you're going through something difficult in one of my latest episodes there's something that I do want to correct myself in and something that I was very wrong that I had said that there's no reason why you shouldn't be at your altar that you should always be very attentive and you know I there's no excuse and let me be very clear that that was not the right thing to say or be mindful of other people's situations because you can be a devotee and you've can have all the respect and love for her and maybe you're just going through a very tough time and you yourself are unable to shake off this funk and this depression or this feeling and you're just not being very kind to yourself please understand that she's not going to abandon you she's going to understand what you're going through and most likely she's already helping you So when it comes to this trauma that you're trying to release and building that relationship with her, please understand that she sees you and she's realizing how tough and difficult this may be for you, that she will guide you. And especially when it comes to having a difficult time and you talking to her and just like, I'm so sorry, mommy, like I just don't know how to go about it. I don't I may not have the energy. Please like just help me in any way that you can. She will help you. Because the baggage that we carry is it's heavy. And she's going to be there waiting to alleviate some of that baggage. Again, I don't think it's talked about enough. When it's about um, religious trauma. For one. I don't think people are aware. Of what that is. Because they may still. Be feeling. Or not feeling. But more so like. It wasn't a big deal. And again. Just saying that. Of. Feeling like you're you're doing something wrong because you know growing up you were told that if you did something wrong it was going to be very 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 lot like very very bad and for your soul too so it's just playing this card of like what is it that i need to do how do i need to go about it and how do i not feel so shitty for doing so now let's get into it a little bit and then I'll wrap it up cuz I don't want to make this episode extremely long, but it's just a lot to uncover. So I you know went to my big brother Google to see and get more in depth about signs, symptoms and what is religious trauma. So here is one of the many. It says that trauma has religious implications. The effects of the trauma are processed through the lens of a person's religion. Someone going through a divorce may feel pressure from their faith community to work harder, make unwise compromises, or even tolerate abuse to keep the marriage from dissolving. They may, to- they may be told... That their standing in the faith community or their relationship with their God is at stake. And I know many of us can relate to that because I just talked about. I think that's been the biggest one of like be a ride or die for your man even though your man is the one running you over. Mm. The response of religious community may be re-traumatized religious leaders may ignore or outright deny reports of and this is trigger warning physical sexual emotional or spiritual abuse the religious community may be the victim of trauma claiming it was somehow deserved and decreed by their god as necessary or not, in the bad in the grand scheme of things, the victim may be avo- may avoid sharing their experience out of fear. And again, I'm not sure what I need to stop saying "and again and again." But I'm not sure what many of y'all might have gone through when it comes to the religion, whether it's Christianity or. Catholic, but I know for myself and, (coughs) excuse me, for myself, it was more of don't ask questions, don't draw attention to yourself, don't get into disagreements, just don't, just comply by any means necessary, and that's affected me and not just my devotion to Santa Muerte, but in my everyday life. It's like I never had an actual backbone. There'd be people around me that I would consider friends or loved ones that could say condescending comments or make a a joke that was not funny that was literally intended to be hurtful or someone that could be simply talking disrespectful about you to your face or even behind your back and you knowing about it and never really taking that step to be there for yourself because again a lot of it had to do with that religious trauma because don't ask questions, just kind of take it. And y'all don't don't know, um, and y'all don't think that that doesn't affect you until you get older and you start to realize that like, wow, like this really caused severe damage to my growth and my impact. So best believe that Santa Muerte is going to take that into consideration and be extremely loving and caring for you. Even if you yourself may not be finding it to be caring and understanding within yourself because it is something that we have to unlearn due to the fact that it's many years that we had to encounter that. Now let's get into the signs of religious trauma. Self-hatred, shame, perfectionism, hypervigilance, difficulty with making decisions, loss of community, lack of boundaries, delayed social milestones, sexual dysfunction, and mental health disorders, such as PTSD, depression, anxiety, OCD, eating disorders, and addictions. What causes religious trauma? Religious trauma often occurs in Thorian institutions set up in ways that perpetuate injustice and allow abusive behavior. And it also gets more into it, of course, but that is just to touch base. So again, we've talked about everything really stems from our childhood and putting into the connection that a lot of it has to do with our out like upbringing with religion it's just like anything else that we're trying to work work on and again really being confident in who we are now and slowly because it takes it takes time <laughs> it takes time and just reassuring yourself that you're okay you're safe you're protected and it's all going to work out and again it's easier said than done but just know that again and again and again and again and again and again Santissima muerte is going to be so incredibly understanding if the path that you're choosing is to not venerate 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 i can't talk is to, is to work with her and to love on her not in the Catholic way or in a Christian way she's going to understand a lot of us carry so much trauma from it and to be told that if you don't do the Our Fathers or if you don't do the Novenas or if you don't do this or if you don't do that when it comes to God and Santa Muerte you're doing it wrong and That's just not okay because essentially what you need to do is what works best for you. Patience with yourself is something that it's going to be a journey. And there's no better spirit than Santa Muerte to help you with patience quite honestly if you are mindful and you are realizing that you carry this religious trauma you no longer want parts of it instead of feeling guilt of like well i've heard that like i have to do my our fathers or i have to invoke god in order to work with her and again you might have even heard it from me please be advised that no you don't have to do it that way especially if it's making you uncomfortable especially if this is not what you believe in if there's other ways that you could invoke her there definitely is that's why we have a big community of people who are very supportive in working with santa muerte in the non-traditional route I think overall, when it comes to this question, and in my opinion, how to have more patience and be more gentle with yourself is truly something that will come over time. There's no actual set stone answer. It's just simply practice, practice, and time. Time is your greatest teacher. And overall, when it comes to being mindful and observant of what traumas you may carry, you're already doing a lot. Because what you're doing now is triggering all of that and trying to rewire your brain that's still a lot of work please realize that that if you're in this healing journey and you are constantly doing shadow work or attempting to do shadow work and or doing research and the trauma that you may carry please know that that already in itself is a lot of work it's a lot of work I would recommend to do some sort of like healing candle or healing jar for Santissima to help you. I know that I had a healing jar when I was going through all my traumas and that helped me physically embrace the healing part because it was so... Much pain and torture that I felt even. When I felt as if I was never going to stop healing. To the point that I stopped going to therapy for a couple months. Because it was overwhelming on how much I was like just vomiting of all the traumas. And that jar because i was physically holding it shaking it cleansing it and just seeing it every day but holding it is what gave me hope of her understanding and her being there to guide me that's what gave me a lot of patience too even when i felt like i was being tortured i would just look at that jar grab it from my altar and just shake it and you know meditate with it and talk to it because i'm just like genuinely wanting to do better and wanted to get out of that funk so maybe doing something in that perspective that could help you physically keep yourself grounded could be an idea of having more patience and compassion with yourself because if you physically see it and care for it it's a reflection of you and what you're going through and what you're trying to accomplish with Santa Muerte so hopefully that answered your question and hopefully it gave you some clarity not only to Sherry but to many of you and honestly i i wouldn't have it any other way with santa muerte and to be able to do this 180 along along with her and even though she knows that like i'm right now trying to balance everything i don't feel like i'm doing something wrong so just be mindful of who you go to who you get your information from Who's making it feel more of a, I can convert you, come on this side and do it this way. If you want your life to look like mine or better or be rich and abundant, you know, or just like people talking really high, you don't really know. It's just at the end of the day, this is your life. This is your journey, how you want to do things as long as you do it respectfully in a loving manner. You will be okay. It will be fine. (laughs) Just talk to more devotees and get to know other people. It's just, you know, this is the best advice that I had gotten. And it definitely did a 180 in my life and for the better. Next episode, I'm hoping to have a guest. We're planning it out. We're rearranging some things for our schedules to finally align so we can get this episode going. So I'm very excited to bring my friend along and I am excited. So I hope to see you guys soon. Talk with y'all. If you do want to ask a question that you would like to be featured on the next episode, let me know. And I most likely will post it. You just never know. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Adios.